Welcome to The Goth and the Sloth. I'm your sloth, Matt. And I'm Luna the Goth. This is the podcast of two friends living a country apart, living our best lives and doing what we can. We're taking this first part of our podcast to talk about COVID-19 and everything wherein, how it affects the public, how it affects our lives, and how it affects you. Yeah. How you doing What this we really week? want to know is how it affects you. Yeah. <laughs> so how you doing this week? I'm I'm here. I am actually, today is probably the first day this week that I'm like, you know what? Fine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. But it was a really challenging week. I know I said that last week too, but um, yeah, I can't really explain it. It's been a been a crazy week but there have been a lot of i've done a lot of work this week on helping myself feel less crazy about weeks <laughs> okay is that a thing uh, i think that's a thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> how about you uh i definitely feel you this week has been uh, one of the tougher weeks for me and mostly because there's nothing i can really put a finger on so it's just sort of a blah and a malaise and ennui um, yes, a giant cloud. I mean, uh, my my buddy Doug and my band kind of pointed a finger at it because he's like, "How's your guys' days act? Like, what do they look like?" He just asked our group chat, and I was like, "Well, I wake up and I walk the thirty feet to my computer, and I work <laughs> on that all day, and then I walk ten feet and watch TV on the couch, and then I walk back to the computer." to play games or work on projects. Then I go to bed and then I do that all over again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's some, that's, I think there were some fun jokes a little while ago about how, uh, people were saying there's like a traffic stop on the way to the kitchen, be careful or whatever. And it's, (laughs) (laughs) while that's funny, it's also like, uh, (laughs) yeah, I get you. It's like, uh, well, we're we're here. We're doing the we're thing. doing it. Yeah, we're doing this podcast, which is awesome. Uh, it's certainly something to look forward to, which is great. So whether or not you guys enjoy it, we enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's jump into the news for the week. What's going on in the greater Virginia area? What's going on, uh, you know, in the country? Any stories that grabbed you? Yeah. Um. It, this was another week of me kind of like observing the news happen around me, but not really diving into anything all week. Uh, so then I took some time today to look back and see if there was anything uh, that probably would have grabbed my attention at the time or even just today. Um, and there are a couple things. Uh, starting out with Virginia, as of today, approximately... 23,196 total cases uh, and approximately 3,164 hospitalizations. We're at about 827 deaths. So it's feeling strange that these numbers are climbing at this rate this late in the game, but I think it's because we were just a slow starter state. Uh, But hopefully we... Or we're gonna see some. We're gonna see the numbers kind of slow down in general. I think we will, given the whole stay-at-home order situation. Uh, but we're looking at reopening as a state in the next week or so, and we'll see what happens when that happens. Yeah, 
I mean, you're, at least you're doing it a bit behind. So as the other states kind of do it, if though if that just like crashes and becomes a disaster, they can be like, maybe not. Yeah, maybe maybe let's not do that. <laughs> Let other people the uh, yeah tr- test the rope bridge first, and then. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And little did we know, that's what Governor Northam's doing this whole time. Uh, But as far as national news, uh, I did see that Elon Musk is uh, finding new ways to make me furrow my eyebrows. Um, Is it what I think you're talking about? Probably. Uh, But I saw, according to the Washington Post, I think posted today-ish, um, that he's threatening to move the Tesla headquarters because California won't let him restart vehicle production, which is just Elon, you brilliant, brilliant man. Just stop talking. Just throw your money at things and let other people make the decisions because I think that <laughs> you're slowly going insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, for like the all the six people that can even afford a Tesla that don't already have one already, like you really gotta ramp up production. Yeah, it's not. It, it, I get it. It's about bottom line, and there are so many other p- pieces to this. I know how business works, and at the same time, California is not exactly experiencing a a vacuum of cases. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, yeah, not at all. Are you? really going to put all of these people at risk uh, by forcing them to go back to the factory without any sort of like precautions. It's just, I don't know. It's like I said, he he makes me furrow my eyebrows and today was no exception. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I thought you were going to talk about the kid's name because that's, that that makes me furrow. I mean, I think he just dropped his phone and he like tried to grab it on the way down and that's what came up. Yeah, exactly. I think personally, I think he was joking. I think um, I think it is a cover for the real name, so people don't, you know, look at you know look up the kid and stuff like that. You know, I mean, maybe I don't even think that it's necessarily that because even if it were that, he could just say that the kid's name is Steve and it it's not Steve this is or true. something. But I I think that he was it, he's he's super rich and super rich people sometimes have a weird sense of humor (laughs) this is very true (laughs) but yeah i think that that whole thing was just um if you didn't hear about it you could just google elon musk's child name and it's some alphanumeric code that you literally can't (laughs) pronounce like it's not like every name even if i say it wrong like you hear it in your head when you're reading it I can I don't hear anything. No, because it's it's a model number is what it is. <laughs> but yeah, so that was one thing and then the other thing that caught my attention was a CNN report that three youths, a teenager and two children have passed away uh due to a quote-unquote pediatric multi-system inflammatory syndrome. So they're saying that this could be linked to to coronavirus. The only reason I'm really mentioning this is because it could be a really big deal later on. Like six months from now, we could be like, that was the first sign or something. Hopefully not. Hopefully that's not a thing at all. And we completely forget I ever said this. But I just thought it was interesting, particularly because we thought that 
children were not at high risk uh, to get extremely ill from the coronavirus, and this could change things if it is indeed linked and if it is uh, starts spreading or we start seeing some trends. So, yeah. yeah. Cheerful. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> what do you see in the news and what's going on? Over, over yonder. Over yonder. Well, we are now at uh, 19,375 confirmed cases, which is 5,000 up from last week. Uh, 3,623 hospitalized, which is up 1,000 from the previous week. And 967 deaths, which is up 202 from last week. Whoa. Or, sorry, 201, quite... but yeah, still. Yeah, that's quite the jump in in mortality yeah that's two weeks in a row now if you're keeping track that we've gone over 200 in a week hmm. interesting but it, it sounds like your cases and hospitalizations have slowed yeah so maybe it's maybe it's just a lag time it could situation. be because we've uh we've discussed that before where yeah there's just behind on some of the admin stuff and things of that nature so that could definitely be part of it. Um, looking at our like graph of cases, we have been on a an okay decline. I wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, it's all over, but you know, it's it's kind of curving down. But you know, who knows where that goes from there? So, yeah, it is I what I, it is. I feel that same same way. <laughs> Uh, the other news in Colorado is the uh, stay-at-home orders been lifted in all counties, um, so, but they're doing the safer-at-home order, which uh, specifically uh, means things that can be open now are chiropractors, dentists, optometrists, pet groomers, tattoo shops, hair salons, and personal trainers. Uh, remaining closed still will be restaurants, stadiums, movie theaters, bars, playgrounds, and games. <laughs> or gyms. Gimes. <laughs> Gimes, what's that? Oh, guys. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, so uh I find it interesting. I this is sort of related, but I find it interesting that chiropractors weren't allowed to be open. Yeah, apparently not. I didn't even realize that myself. Oh man, if I would have messed up my back in color and still been in Colorado, I would have been screwed. Yeah. I couldn't move. Oh man, that's I mean, I'm sure that there was some way for someone to get help if they really needed it, but yikes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, we're one of these states uh crossing the rope bridge for you to see how opening up. Um it's also fifty percent of your workforce can be in the office. Um, so, you know, we'll see how that goes and yeah. And really news wise, I haven't seen a whole lot that really grabbed my attention. It's kind of been a wash of a week and, um, you know, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So this is the week I don't have a whole lot of news when you have the news. So there we go. Yeah. Yeah. For real. I, I think that it's such a strange time after last week's big thing with the protests and everything like that. I think that it's things came to a boil for a lot of people and now it's kind of like, okay, well now you need to sit down 
Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think some are still possibly going on or maybe, but I, I don't know if they're getting as much attention or if people are just still laughing at them or making memes about them or whatever. I think all of the above, but also I think that for the news cycle, the climax was when a bunch of white dudes stormed the Michigan Capitol, and after that, it's just kind of like, yeah, there's another protest. Yeah, there's another protest. Yeah. Um, But it's it's kind of fading into the background. Uh, Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I have no idea. I would say it's none of it's good (laughs) but yeah um i have been noticing other news stories that are not related to the pandemic kind of taking the attention of at least my circle of people Mm -hmm. uh which is different for the last month and a half yeah there is like (laughs) yet news kind of regular news news. yeah (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and I'm also um, trying to wade through a lot of the news that tries to tie everything back to COVID, even though it doesn't actually tie, because they've been trying to do that a lot. Like, oh uh, you know, do you snore too much? Is it because of COVID? And then the article's oh, just like, geez. no. But, you know, they got your click. <laughs> Clickbait. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't deal in the world of clickbait as often as I possibly can. Like, I... I think I've gotten to a pretty happy place in my internet browsing life where maybe 10% of my clicks are willingly given to clickbait because I just want to (laughs) know. But otherwise, I'm just like, I roll, keep scrolling. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, So what's going on uh, in your world personally? Any, Any news, any updates, anything going on? I mean, for me personally, I am still waiting to see what it's going to look like when we open, reopen the studio, uh, because we are probably designated as a gym because it's physical fitness and multiple humans sweating in a place. Uh, but I don't know. I have, I just have no idea what to expect. And honestly, despite my, uh, little bit of a rocky road regarding mental health recently, I wouldn't say that I'm itching for things to reopen. That would not make me feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Just to be clear. I think some people, you know, hear that people are having a hard time with the pandemic, with isolation, and they're like, open things back up. You'll feel better. It's like, no, 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 I will not. (laughs) Uh, so it's, it's a lot of different things running through my head. What are we going to do? When is the coffee shop going to reopen? Like when will I be slinging coffee at people's faces ever again? I don't know. When am I going to teach dance again? When am I ever going to perform again? Uh, so all of those questions are still bouncing around with this weird idea that we will be doing it again soon because everything's sort of reopening, but we all know that we're not going to have things like concerts for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at. My my week has just been like, oh, I see things are changing. How does that impact me? No clue? Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
What about you? Um, a bit of news. It's all kind of bad. Uh, well, I guess oh, no. we'll start with the one piece of good news. Is like I mentioned uh, before, Colorado's back at fifty uh, percent of your workforce. Uh, but the co-chair of my law firm uh, put out a message yesterday. Because right now we're closed till the 15th of May, but he said not a specific date, but they are more likely going to expand past that timeline. So continue working from home, which is good. Okay, great. I enjoy working from home, so there we go. Um, But I do know a friend that has to go into the office starting Monday, and she is very scared and not very happy about it. No, no. So, thoughts go that's out to bummer. her, but yeah, that's, yeah, her boss is just like, nah, we're, we're back open, it's not a big deal. And I know that that's probably happening a lot this month, and I under, like, I get it, I get, I feel very empathetic to all sides right now. Um, not in all sides, like the president says all sides just all <laughs> sides of the situation that you just presented yeah <laughs> in that you know at some point we do need to get things moving at least at a, in a skeletal way if it's you know really needed for your company if they're really worried about the bottom line and needing to lay off people because they're not you know the company isn't running then yes we need to figure out a way to run the company um, it'd just be ideal if we could figure out how to run the company from home. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's a thing going forward. And that's where she's also very angry. She can do her, her entire job from home. So this right. is just hubris of the boss being like, no, we got we to gotta get back in the office. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I think and that, that's, that that's, that's going to be, I think, the long-term effect is if government mandates or not, but people having a backup plan for working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, for health and you know life work balance that's what I'm looking for <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah and then so that's the worst fair. news of the today or of the week is uh, my good friend Barnes the guitarist in my band has pretty much sure he's got COVID oh no him and his wife they didn't get tested but uh, they show all symptoms including uh, the loss of smell and taste Oh, that's awful. So, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. They are on the mend and they're feeling better. It's been uh, one week since they started showing symptoms. Oh, that's So good. they're okay. already on the mend, but they said it was like two, three to four days of like their bones hurting and sore throats and yeah. Um, so that sucks. Yeah. I think as this goes on more and more of like our circle of people that we know we're gonna just hear more and more stories like this yeah and he doesn't unfortunately and he doesn't even know where he got it he doesn't go anywhere he just plays skyrim all day like he actually is not one of those people out and about he doesn't have a job so he right. doesn't even know how it happened but Ugh. it happens yeah. it's it's wild it's this thing is not over let me just go on the record <laughs> <laughs> And just say, this thing is not over. Yeah, remember remember <laughs> that phrase uh, when I get into my part of the main story here. But <laughs> right, exactly. Um, well, speaking of, are you ready for main story stuff, or did you have more news? Well, one real quick thing is if oh, you're, if you're following it. along at home too, he was actually over here hanging out on Wednesday, right? 
Uh, so yeah, I th- had my first like known exposure to COVID. Now you're officially exposed. Did you lick his face? No, we didn't play Ookie Mouth that day, luckily. All right. It's where you That's try and promising. spit in each other's mouth. You ever play that game? It's fun. Why would anyone ever play that game? <laughs> ever. Uh, but yeah, I've been taking my temperature religiously two to three times a day um, on my thermometer that only tells me if I have a fever if I'm in Europe. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> it's stuck in celsius (laughs) the thermometer i waited a month for came all the instructions are in chinese and it's stuck in celsius oh god i'm not laughing at you i'm laughing at the weirdness of this entire situation (laughs) so i'd like look up like what's a fever in celsius uh, By the way, it's over. Life is comedy sometimes. Over thirty-seven degrees is a, a temperature in Celsius. Noted. So if you have a thermometer that only <laughs> reads Celsius, that's what you need to know. But uh, yeah, so that's all I got. So what's next? So this week for our main topic, uh, we decided to look at two pandemics of the past. One on a smaller scale than in COVID-19 currently is, and one on a larger scale. Uh, So to start off, I want to start with the definition of a pandemic in case you've been under a rock and you've never listened to another human before right now. (laughs) A pandemic is an outbreak of a disease that occurs over a wide geographic area and affects an exceptionally high proportion of the population. So, an epidemic that has gone global, essentially. Interesting. So there's not like an official number, though, where it's like, you know, now it's a pandemic. It's just... I mean, not in the Merriam-Webster, but uh, maybe you should check your Oxford source, Mr. Oxford dude. It is the more better dictionary. Of, of okay, good words making. Yeah. So, <laughs> hey, I got goods words making and things. <laughs> so yeah, um, we're gonna go ahead and start out with the larger scale pandemic. Which Matt, take it away. Huzzah! So I decided I would look into the 1918 flu, or more commonly known as the Spanish flu. Although we're supposed to be calling it according to the world. Uh, World Health Organization as the 1918 flu, which I'll get into in just a little bit. So this uh, flu ties into um, the all-time stupidest war of all time, World War One. I can go on an entire podcast of why it was the worst war in every conceivable fashion and that it's broke the world in a point that we're still seeing it today. But <laughs> that'll have to be for a later date when the pandemic's over. Dang, some strong feelings. I have strong feelings about World War One. It is, it's terrible. Okay, I agree that it's terrible, but I don't know if I share your fervor. (laughs) All right, so where do you think the Spanish flu came from? Oh, don't ask me because I know the answer. Oh, do you? (laughs) Yeah. Kansas. <laughs> well, actually, is it not Kansas? They don't. Ha- there's not an 100 percent agreement on where. Well, not Spain. But it is not Spain. <laughs> the reason why it's called the Spanish flu is because um, dur- this is, of course, during World War One, like I mentioned, 
No one wanted to. No one in the war wanted to report that their country was sick, so they blocked the news from reporting it. So it's. But Spain was neutral, so they were reporting it. So it seemed like Spain was getting the worst of it in their, you know, the big hotbed. But it was not in Spain. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's really uh, interesting and also uh, telling of how these things are named and maybe don't be racist. Yeah. <laughs> Hence why it's now na- <laughs> you're more supposed to call it the 1918 flu instead of the Spanish flu. Yeah, that's fair. Because they're trying to change the vernacular of that. Because it did it's come. It's been 100 years, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's never too late, I suppose. All right. <laughs> so there's two main kind of places that they think it came from. Uh, the more recent one that they're finding is, uh, see if I can pronounce this, uh, Itapolis, France, which had an army base that started showing people uh, with the flu-like symptoms. But the more commonly known place is Haskell County, Kansas. Kansas. Uh, so it should really be the American flu, but you know we're yes. not going to do that. Um, no, of course not. We're the we're we're great. Remember, we've always been great. <laughs> Things are great, and we're going to be great again. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to kind of do broad brushstrokes because the Spanish flu. There is so much to it. There's books written about even just individual states and what they did, and individual countries. Like it is. Uh, insane amount of info i'm mostly getting a lot of this from uh, two documentaries i watched online as well as a short video from um our uh our weird world which is a very cool youtube channel and then a uh, very good lecture three-part lecture um i forget the name of the channel but uh the the host was amazing it's like we're, we're gonna we're gonna have to link it because everyone should watch it it's got good info and the host is so great like he's awesome. he's very like he's wearing a suit and he's an old white haired man, but he'll throw in a weird joke just like in the middle of it. <laughs> <You're> like <laughs> what? And it kind of makes it funnier on how awkward. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> so um, it kind of started in Haskell County, like I mentioned before. There was a doctor that mentioned that he's seeing people with this new type of flu in this very small county. He tried to alert the National Health Center. They um, wrote a, a paper on it, and that's it. Nothing happened. Cool. So in comes <laughs> Fort Riley. Um, this is an Army base that was uh, gearing up to ship people out to World War One. And um, one day, one of the cooks called in sick with a cold. And by the end of the day, over 30 people were showing flu-like symptoms. Mm. Yikes. Uh, It hasn't quite gotten deadly yet. Only, I think, only like five people of that died. But, yeah, that's... That's still... uh, That's that's some people dying because one person got sick. Like, that's... (laughs) That's infectious. Oh, yeah. And yeah, a little known, it was eventually blow up to kill anywhere from 50 to 100 million people worldwide. It's really hard to get an exact estimation. And somewhere around 675,000 in the U.S. alone. Oof. Yeah, that's a big number. That's that's lots of people. Yeah. 
So this is a, this is the biggest, uh, not only flu, but just virus or any sort of sickness. And it's killed the most people as from one sickness than any other sickness in the entire world. It's the biggest, scariest well, monster of them. That's hardcore. Yeah. It's killed more people <laughs> overall than the Black, Black Plague. It's killed more people than... Well, this killed more people... Well, killed more Americans, to be specific. Killed more Americans than World War II, World War One, Vietnam, and the Korean War all put together. Dang. Whoa, that's some scale right there. Yeah, that's, that's kind of a way to, to think about that. Oh. And part of why it was so, like, ferocious is most uh, flus have a U-shape when you count how deadly it is meaning it's deadlier at the youngest age and deadlier at the older age and you if you were to map it out it makes a u uh-huh. this flu happened to have a w shape meaning it killed the very young then it went down and then it killed a lot of people in the thir- their 30s and 40s huh. and so it attacked young people very ferociously and actually seemed to cause a hyperactive um a white blood cell attack. I, I can't remember the exact name of it, but essentially it would, uh, your white blood cells would overreact and cause even more issues because you were healthy. Oh, wow. That's wild. I didn't realize that the, the spread for each age group was so different. Huh. Interesting. And yeah, with COVID, I th- it's not even quite a U shape. It's more of a there's not even a letter, maybe an I shape, I guess, at the end. Because it does seem to mostly be older. It doesn't seem to even be hitting young people as much at the moment. Um, right, yeah. We're still we're still gathering data. <laughs> uh, so the reason why this spreads so rapidly as well is the first time in the world's history we're seeing mass transit between states, between countries, between everything. So... Once those uh, army guys in Fort Riley were set to go to war, they would put them on ships and send them over to Europe where they would then go spread it even more, being in all the uh, foxholes and, you know, battlegrounds wow. and overstuffed army facilities. And there are some yeah. horrible tales of what happened on those troop ships. Oh, God. Because this wasn't, you know, the annoying 10 hour flight to to london this was like a week-long trip boat trip across the atlantic and they would have people then get sick and die and uh, there was one ship that stopped recording they initially would record uh, name rank time of death impossible illness and eventually just got down to name and a general time frame oh my god so many people just dropping dead Wow. Yeah. So basically, it's the first pandemic after the Industrial Revolution. Yeah, exactly. Whoa. Yeah, that's a bad recipe. (laughs) (laughs) And once, uh, you know, the U.S. was kind of getting over the first wave, which I'll I'll get more about the waves in a little bit. But once we were getting over that, what happened was they came back when all the troops would come back or with just passenger ships and they came back and it was hitting all our uh, port cities really bad in a big giant second wave. Mm, yep. 
Yeah. Although the second wave yeah. is actually apparently very debatable that it was even the same flu or if it maybe it mutated because of uh, the um, how World War One worked and it was dumb. And, you know, it, so mm-hmm. many people mixing germs and being so close together. Also, there's also some ideas that the gas that was used during World War One may have also mutated it and made it more deadly as well. And so it's it's an interesting I've heard debate. that before. Yeah, I've heard that 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 debate before and it's interesting. I mean, I think that we know that these things evolve and change. We we know that. It's just a matter of how I would argue that any interfere regardless of why it changed, it did change. Um we know it changed. It's just when did it change yeah. and which person had what um but it's it's an interesting one of the scariest and most fascinating things about viruses is that they're just like eh you know what this little sequence i don't like it anymore i'm gonna let me use this little sequence over here and that means for you either massive failure or nothing yep (laughs) <laughs> yeah, now the the main one that I got a lot of info from, he goes into detail what flus are and how they work, and I don't want to really go into that yet. Maybe that's another video or another uh, podcast so we can talk about what actual flus are. But it just kind of one, it creeped me out that this stuff happens in your body the way he kind of explained how things happen and mm-hmm. stuff. You're like, it, that's that's yep. crazy. And then yeah, they always I like mutate. to think of it as like the Borg, but without the like in you know global intelligence part dumborg <laughs> uh yeah a little bit how they uh, sneak in and take over your uh, healthy cells absolutely mm-hmm. um anyway. yeah so uh but yeah that, that some of that stuff's crazy so part of the second wave let me tell you about uh philadelphia where I was not born and raised, and I really haven't spent really any of my days. <laughs> well, let me tell you, and sorry if you're in Philly listening to this, but I hate Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, no! Well, is it because of football? Uh, it's because, like Boston, uh, like the people there are colored as being jerks. And mm-hmm. they revel in that rather than try and change that look. They're more mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, you couldn't handle Philly. But it's the city of brotherly love. Well, it had another nickname back in 1918, by the way. It was known as the word Brotherly shove? <laughs> I mean, that's what it is now. <laughs> but it, What was it called it back was then? It the worst governed city in America. Oh, dang. (laughs) Somebody's throwing some shade. It was not a great place. So in 1918, because uh, uh, let me paint the picture of Philadelphia for you, because it kind of helps with how things went down there. Uh, So because of the war effort, their steel um, manufacturing blew up and people were moving into Philly to uh, join in that and try and get some jobs and all that. But they had nowhere to house people. These were the massive tenements uh, where, you know, you would see families of like six both sharing a one bedroom apartment. Or there was even to the point where there was places renting beds for 18 hours. 
and you would just trade oh, off dang. with people sleeping in the same bed with the same coverings and the same everything. Uh, not every building had out uh, indoor plumbing yet, so they would all share one mm. big outhouse. It uh, was people stacked on top of people, so it was a bit of a powder keg waiting for something bad to happen. Yeah, that's fair. Ugh. So, um, they started seeing a few cases come into their navy, naval yards. Like I mentioned, there's a lot of the port cities and things where they were starting to see this happening. A lot of dock workers would get out sick and a lot of like that. Um, so they started seeing the naval yards, and the Navy even warned the uh, general health... Um, I don't want to call him. Commissioner? Yeah. Uh, Dr. Wil- Wilmer Curson. So they warned him about, like, this is coming. You need to do something about it. Like, this, we're seeing some bad stuff. And uh, one kind of thing that stuck out to me is um, the uh, presenter in that uh, video I talked about kind of said an interesting phrase. He said, uh, but morality, or sorry, the morale of the people trumped the safety. And so, on September 28th, 1918, they went ahead with a giant parade, which I'm sure you've heard a lot about this. I did hear about that, but I did not know it was in Philly. It was. So, a lot of people colorize it as, hey, the Spanish flu's over, let's throw a parade. That actually wasn't the case. This was a planned parade for a while to sell war bonds. Hmm. It was the Liberty Loan Parade. It was the biggest parade in the city's history. And they didn't want to put it off because of some crazy people that think they're going to get sick. Oh, whoa. I need to research why parades are held again. Because that's a crazy reason to have a parade. <laughs> yeah, they wanted to sell more bonds. So, you know, get, get that money. But the funny part is the Navy was telling them not to throw this parade. The people that would have gotten the money from this were like, no, stop. And they're like, no, nah, it's fine. No, we're all fine. We need to we need to have the people happy. Ugh. Oh, no. So three days after this parade, every hospital was flooded with people. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> and because of the war effort, all the doctors and most of the doctors and nurses were over in Europe. So they were asking uh, med students, they were asking retired doctors, they were asking anyone that can possibly help to come in and help with this. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about the medical staff being slim because of the war. Like, I, I, well, I guess I did realize that, but I didn't think about it with the second wave. Yeah. So it was, uh, so yeah, they were just piled with people and no one to help them not that they could do a whole lot to begin with right um but yeah they couldn't do anything so um the uh doc so dr wilmer uh kirsten comes back in again and um says at a certain point uh, i think a week or two in this marks the high water mark in our uh in this flu and we should be seeing a a a huge taper off uh, after today that's that's uh, kind of paraphrased sure uh the next day uh 400 people died whoa a day hmm. and then f- uh two days later 800 their biggest day ever 837 people died is that in philly or the united states just philly oh wow Ugh. 
Yikes. That's when they decided to close all the schools and theaters and public places. Got it. Okay. But it was already too late. Of course. Yeah, everybody <laughs> just breathed on each other at the parade. Yep. Here, but take my germs. There's an interesting article uh, from that time. Uh, stop me if this sounds familiar. Um, they were worried about closing all the public schools and theaters because, well, people congregate to get food anyways. And you're just going to cause a panic if you close all the schools. So we need to just continue on. Um, you were going to the worst is over. <laughs> Does it ever like make you horribly depressed that we just watch history repeat itself? Like, especially in the past mm, four years. <laughs> yeah, this is. Yeah. This is insane how much like this kind of rings the same as right now. And you're like, a hundred years ago, we just had this. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was insane. Wow. Yeah. I knew that it was, we would see some similarities, but it's, it's painful to hear them, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Especially that doctor being like, no, everything's fine. We'll just continue on with life. And then also saying, well, the worst is over. Don't worry. Yeah, we can get back to everything. It's it's fine. And then just more people just die. Man, well, I guess the difference for us right now is that we have a doctor saying, no, no, everything's not fine. Everything is very, very bad. But we have yeah. politicians going, shh, 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 no, 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 no. Don't listen to that doctor with his degrees. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there's this created a huge mistrust in the government within Philly at this time, too, because oh, wow. they're like, no, it's fine. And they're like everyone's dead (laughs) what do you mean it's fine (laughs) there's no way this is fine right yeah and so there it just became like a huge ordeal and in the end seventeen thousand people in philly alone died whoa it was the highest struck major city in the entire world that is insane. I had no idea. I had no idea that that many people were impacted in one city. And that's actually seen as a low count for that because because of how many people were stacked on top of each other in these tenements, they would just throw the bodies out the window or put them next to the outhouse. Or if they had the luxury of a second room, put them in the second room. Wow. That's um, crazy. They started a service of a horse-drawn carriage that would walk around, and you would put your dead on the porch, and they would come around and pick up your dead. Sounds that a little sounds uh, a little familiar. <laughs> yep. Bring out your dead. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, there was uh, they had to do mass graves with a steam shovel and just bury everyone in huge piles because there was no way they could make individual graves for everybody. Um, it was it was crazy. And then there was all sorts of people selling fake cures and fake um, you know healthy additives. Uh, you're supposed to wear garlic around your neck and that's gonna help. Because the virus is a vampire. <laughs> so, the um, virus is a vampire. <laughs> so there was also casket makers that were driving up the uh, price of caskets because they thought they could make a quick buck on this. Oh, that's... And, uh, and so, yeah, it took 
a huge toll on the entire city where people are walking around saying it looked like the city of the dead. It was just nothing happening anymore. And everyone was huddled in their houses. Grocery stores were even closed. It just stopped the entire city. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that happening. I could see how and why it's, that is a massive hit to a city. That's just, that blows my mind. So yeah, Philly and the Spanish flu is an amazing, like a very crazy story. There's a lot more to go into. I could even, but it was that's kind. Of, it just rang so a lot of the stories just rang so familiar. Yeah, and you're like oh my god. Ugh. But on a, uh, I guess as much as nicer side <laughs> as I can paint on this, <laughs> there was a few countries and cities that did major things that helped them out a lot. All right. um, Australia closed their all their ports almost immediately, and the virus did finally sneak in. But in the end, uh, only fifteen thousand in the entire country of Australia died. Oh wow! That's now remember seventeen thousand I mean, in Philly. <laughs> seventeen thousand in Philly alone was less than the entire country of Australia because they took early measures. They played plague ink. I think that's what happened. Yep. They played Plague Inc. <laughs> and they realized that first things first, close your ports, close your borders, close your You airport. always get that one, that fine, that first red line of a guy on a plane <laughs> that just like, brought it to another you. country. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, yeah. I mean, clearly, if you know that it's coming in on ships. Yep. Uh, another great one is the story of St. Louis. Uh, I wish I could get more names and numbers, but it was kind of hard. You know, 1918, they didn't keep a whole lot of really good records. But their um, Surgeon General, or whatever you want to call them, uh, closed everything as soon as one case hit their army base. Whoa. Not even one dead, one case. They put See? everyone on high alert and closed everything, and they were one of the lowest hit cities in the entire country. That's how you save lives. I'm sorry, but it it is. I mean, we we do have to weigh life against convenience sometimes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yikes. And then uh, San Francisco was another big one. They were the first one to force people to wear masks in public at all times, and you'll see the pictures of the police officers all with their stupid hats, and <laughs> they're all wearing their masks, and that's in San Francisco, and they also saw a major decline because of taking early steps, and that's a very almost reassuring, but also kind of sad <laughs> that, like, we saw what good this did for other cities a hundred years ago, but we're still not like taking that into consideration. Yeah, I mean, I guess the, what I've been hearing, you know, in my brief stints into public opinion is this whole like, no one can force me to wear a mask, it's up to me. And that's true. No one's going to strap you down and smack a ma- mask on your face. Not not in this country, but... Not anymore, at least. Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> but it's it's like, why don't you want to? Why yeah. don't you want to help? <laughs> like, yeah, why, 
what is it really that bad i i think it's kind of fun to be honest as a sidebar is like i pull up to the grocery store and then i get my mask and i put on my mask and my hat and i'm like all right ready to do this like you're going in to pull a job (laughs) yeah i mean i will say that um with masks i i do i don't mind wearing masks personally because i would much rather most people don't see my face anyway but (laughs) if i when i do wear the mask i i do think that there's something that is a much bigger topic uh, than this little um, note right here. But I think that there is something to think about with people of color and masks and what it means for someone who is not white to cover their face and go into anywhere Uh, (laughs) and how you're treated differently when that happens you're already treated differently in the first place now we're covering faces so it's like there there are some things to think about in certain communities where things may not fly the way we would think they would fly in other places um outside of that though i think that we need to sometimes think about other people (laughs) yeah (laughs) and it's kind of funny because anecdotally uh, the people complaining about wearing masks generally aren't people of color that I've oh, seen no. personally. Yeah. Not, not, is... not loudly in the circles that I have seen. Uh, I'm sure they're out there. I mean, I'm sure. I've, I've seen some Twitter posts about like, I, I don't really feel comfortable wearing a mask because how I'll be treated. And it was, you know, they're a person of color and all that. And I, that's absolutely understandable. Yeah, yeah, but the people that are loud and and uh, screaming in the face of police officers and charging the capital of Michigan with arm with rifles, um, yeah, they weren't people of color. <laughs> they were not. <laughs> Weird. So, uh, a couple more little factoids is um, so when was do you know when the first flu shot was created? The first flu shot the first ever? Flu shot, yeah. No way. I have no idea. 1942. Whoa! So that means this did not die out because of a cure that right. came through. This died out naturally, and they didn't get any help. Yeah, well, I medically. thought that it was because of the... It mutated. It did. So uh, flus can't reproduce on their own. Right. So if all the people that have it, exactly. (laughs) So essentially the horrible part is all the people that couldn't take it and build antibodies died. Right. And everyone else got, you know, could. Mm -hmm. And then eventually it kind of dissipated and went away. Although I did see an interesting article that claimed that all current flus are a mutated ancestor of the Spanish flu. I think I've heard that before. Honestly, I, I mean, I'm not I have a, no idea. Yeah, I'm not an epidemiologist. I have no idea. I'll li- I'll re-listen to all of the This Podcast Will Kill You COVID-19 series. It's amazing. Um, but, you know, they, they know way more than me. But I thought that it was because it mutated into a less lethal version of the flu. But who knows? Yeah, it well the third the third wave as there was a third wave was a lot less deadly by a bunch, uh, so it just became less viable as it tried to reproduce and mutate inside people because nine out of ten times when the virus mutates it just dies, mm. and it's just that one that tenth you know one that can cause issues but it slowly yeah just died out. 
Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so this also uncovered an interesting article, uh, which was called, the title is Pandemics Depress the Economy, Public Health Interventions Do Not, Evidence from the 1918 Flu. Ooh. And this was incredibly interesting. And essentially, um, they found the cities that took more public health concerns and took them more seriously bounced back faster than people that didn't. And essentially it boiled, I mean, economy is weird and it, it confuses the hell out of me, but <laughs> the most I can, the simplest I could maybe boil it down to is essentially in, I don't know if you know this, but it, it's a crazy thought. Dead people can't spend money. Oh, whoa. Hold on. Right? My whole future plan has changed based on what you just said. <laughs> I mean, I've been testing this. Like, I, I've gone to graveyards and I've dug up people and started twerking. And usually when I twerk, people throw money at me. <laughs> but they haven't been throwing money at me. So, I mean, <laughs> so far it's finding true. Dead people can't spend money. Oh, no. Don't desecrate graves, Mac. God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Amazing. No, I, I, I feel like that is something that is obvious yet not obvious to some people. I don't know Do, who published that report. Oh, wish I can get the name of it. It's like I actually had to like sign up for a, a like a whole system library system to even get to it because it's like oh, a snap. it's, it's like an, an official journal. Yeah, an academic journal written by three economists. Oh wow! Okay, and cool. it's um, we can put a link in as well. Yeah, at the I'd bottom. love to know the name of the report or something. But it was it was really cool and interesting to see that, um, and yeah, kind of the weird part about a lot of the research for this too is most of this info came from 2018 because that was the hundred year anniversary. And they were saying stuff like, "Could this ever happen again?" And you're like. Oh, no. Oh, no. Could this ever happen again? And they're like, well, with the amount of travel that people have and all this, we're definitely due for another huge pandemic. I'm like, oh, no. Who did the monkey paw thing? Who did it? (laughs) We want names. (laughs) Who's like had it and like, I want to work from home. I wish I could work from home. And monkey pawed everybody. I'm going to go ahead and put on a hazmat suit and a giant glove and backslap anyone who had a monkey's paw and was like hmm i'm I'm gonna make the swish do you want to hear some horrifying symptoms of the 1918 flu (laughs) undoubtedly yes (laughs) so this one did not wasn't just upper respiratory it attacked the lungs directly uh people that were um that once they cut them up and they found they saw the damage to their lungs was worse than mustard gas. Whoa. Uh, people coughed so hard and so much it ruptured muscles in their stomach as well as their lungs themselves and cracked holes in the lungs. Whoa. Once the lungs were cracked, air bubbles would form in the skin and would create air pockets. <laughs> and... As people would turn, nurses said it sounded like Rice Krispies. Oh my gosh, that's horrific. Only because bubble wrap wasn't invented yet to compare it to. (laughs) Oh, snap. Nice one. (laughs) But but yeah, that's... 
Uh, and those were the lesser effects. Uh, people would bleed from uh, all orifices, uh, their ears, their nose, their mouth. Um, and then they would turn blue to the point where you did not know what color their skin originally was. And it actually has the uh, nickname of the Blue Death. Whoa. That is hardcore. This virus was not fucking around. I mean, not yeah. that I think that any of these are, especially COVID right now. I just, it's almost like I, I want you to talk quieter because I don't want COVID <laughs> to hear. <laughs> don't get any ideas. Yeah. Oh my God. And yeah, once terrible. you reach the blue stage, they would toe tag you because it would save more time because they knew at that point it was just a matter of time. And they had not, they didn't really have much to do. There's reports of mass uh, aspirin given out to where it would actually be poisoning people. So they would die of aspirin poisoning. Oh my Because God. they just like give them more aspirin. People were misdiagnosed uh, with breakbone syndrome, which I don't want to know what that is. But they, they were in so much pain. They thought their bones were just like snapping, but it was just the pain of the flu. Oh, wow. And yeah, they had nothing but to just kind of make them feel nice. And <laughs> yikes! So it was, it was horrible. That's <laughs> what it comes down to. Indeed, holy cow! That is some wild shit. <laughs> so that is a very brief, even though not seems like it wasn't brief, but <laughs> that is the briefest I can make the 1918th flu pandemic. Wow, well, very good job. Thank you for doing all of the legwork with that one. That's terrifying. Yes, I'm it never is. going outside again. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't go back in time to 1918. Just any other time. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and stay away from going back in time. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's going to be my thing. I don't think there really is like a great time to go back <laughs> personally. <laughs> Not for me, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, that is our report for this week. Um, and next week, I am going to dive into a less depressing, though still <laughs> depressing, pandemic <laughs> that we can kind of measure against where we are today and maybe feel different. We'll just feel different yeah. <laughs> about how we look at ourselves. So with that... Uh, Matt, why don't you take us into distractions? All right, yeah. So we want to, you know, every week we always talk about our distractions and what we're distracting ourselves with. So what have you been distracting yourself with this week? Uh, this week, I have been in full-blown distraction mode out of necessity. All right. <laughs> and so that has meant movies, movies, more movies, and also some TV. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I've... I've just, there were, uh, yeah, I reached uh, an interesting low <laughs> this week <laughs> that um, had me quite immobile oh, no. <laughs> at times. But that meant that I had plenty of time to watch my color box. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I figured I'd share some of the stuff I've been watching because right. that's really kind of what I've been that's fair. All right. <laughs> like, distracting myself with. Um, as I'll start with with TV, I will say 
I watched Dave on Hulu. I did not think I would like it. I heard the previews. I saw the clips. I was like, this is not my cup of tea. I don't want to watch it. I'm not totally not interested. This is stupid. I'm going to roll my eyes. This is going to be frenetic. And then I watched it <laughs> and I was shook. <laughs> I've never even heard of Dave. All I know is Dave the movie about the president that goes on a date. It's like a rom-com president movie. Def not that. That's not that. Okay. <laughs> so this is a series. I think it's 10 episodes on Hulu. It's uh, called Dave. And it's about the rapper Lil Dicky. Okay. And when I heard the words about the rapper Lil yeah. Dicky, I was like, oh, a show I'm never going to watch. I mean, I just, I, I preemptively... <laughs> thumbs down it just when you said that exactly <laughs> but i've got to tell you it's really good i mean yeah sure he's a good rapper but like i'm not really into the rap scene at all <laughs> but the uh the writing on the show is so good i like i really hope that they get some recognition for what they've done it was beautiful. They talked about like friend relationships in a really forward thinking way. They talk about mental health really openly. Like I binge watched the entire thing. I watched the finale, which is how I realized I wanted to watch the show. I watched the finale and then I re I watched the entire season and watched the finale again. And I might actually watch it again today. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, I'm telling you, I know it doesn't it may not sound like your cup of tea, but give it a shot and like I just think that it's a beautiful story in a weird time when beautiful stories don't always crop up. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so that was one thing. Um I watched Solar Opposites, which if you're a Rick and Morty fan, you've probably heard of. It's his new Justin Roiland's new uh, series. Yeah. I personally think it's great. I love it. It's definitely different than Rick and Morty. Um, if you're hoping to get another Rick and Morty show, you're not going to get that. It's got the same animation, and Justin Roiland has a main character that he voices, but it's a completely different show other than that. Interesting. So if you're going to go in and bitch about it not being Rick and Morty, then don't even bother. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I think that it's really cool. Like if you're, if you like the creator's brain and you like the way that he paints worlds and tells stories, then this is the show for you. If you don't like the way he tells stories and you don't like, his brain then it's not your show i don't know what else to tell you okay no i really love his writing and that's why i like rick and morty is some of the especially season two stuff where they oh, go into yes. yeah that deeper stuff yeah solar opposites is great i wouldn't say that it gets too emotionally deep but it does get like philosophically and economically deep at times okay. um and it's funny i think it's great i just love it i think it's great <laughs> i've watched it twice now the whole series it's been a great week <laughs> so, <laughs> and then um i started the terror series which i think is a british series um and i like it so far it's oh yeah historic fiction yeah i heard the terror is uh, really good 
yeah, I'm digging it. I have only watched a couple episodes. It was a lot more drama-y, so I have to go a little slower with the drama. But the comedy, I can just binge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can feel you there. Um, And then movies, I spent quite a bit of time watching uh, really intense films. But I'll, some, I guess, honorable mentions. Okay. <laughs> Inside is incredible french extremity film beautiful frontiers also beautiful not as good as inside i do like inside more than irreversible but it's a different ball game altogether gaspar noe just hates people (laughs) so much more than any other human i've ever watched (laughs) make a film Uh, but inside i love it um, and I think Inside was created by the same folks that did Levide, which is another beautiful film. So uh, if you're into some some extreme horror, those two movies, good times. Um, I had not seen Django Unchained, so I did that because Kerry Washington is in it, and it did not disappoint. I had some real fucked up dreams after that movie but it was really good yeah that's a good one <laughs> so anyway those are my distractions what about you uh well i finished my lego batman and it's batmobile and it's amazing it's beautiful it's um great uh it's very upsetting at points <laughs> as like it gets why well um you know as you build things as you get closer to the end everything has to fit so perfectly and you're kind of like getting a piece in, you're trying to push it in and another part will pop off and you got to find that part and put it back. Like it, at the end, mm. it gets very like, like medical, like for slowly get that piece in, get that. Oh, interesting. So. Cool. But in the end, it's awesome. It's huge. It's amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> we'll post it on the Instagram. Yes. Um, so I did that. I got stuck in two video games on the same day, and that upset me a lot. Aww. Sometimes I'll play a game to where, like, okay, I just can't get past this part. I'm going to step away, and I'll start another game. Yeah. And I started another one and got stuck again. Aww. I'm like, I give up. <laughs> that is kind of the worst feeling ever. <laughs> oh, that sucks. I'm sorry. See, so yeah, I tried playing Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, and I'm stuck near the end. And then this really cool Indian uh, side-scroller game called Panicapoo. Mm-hmm. And that one's really awesome, but it's upsetting when, <laughs> when you're stuck. Stuck on a boss. Yeah. Well, I remember those good old days with Super <laughs> Mario Brothers. <laughs> I did change up my walking path. Yay! So I started a different path, so that's new and fun, I guess. Yeah, sure. It's <laughs> something new and different. But yeah, that's uh that's been kind of my hard part too. Oh, but I did finally start reading a trade paperback that I had for a long time and meant to finally get to. Oh hey. Uh, it's called Hack Slash. Um it's about a a woman who goes around the country killing slashers and in this world um Serial killers, when they die, can become slashers like Freddy or Jason or Michael Myers. Ah. And they come back as slashers who are more, like, not quite zombies, 
but yeah, just like like you supernatural, know, like Jason. Some... Yeah, supernatural. Yeah. Okay. Um, and she goes around the country, uh, killing slashers. I like the idea of this. She's super like gothy and awesome, and she's got a, a sidekick named Vlad, who's a giant dude. I dig this even more. <laughs> it's a very good comic. It's been rumored a movie made about it for literally 10 years at this point. Oh, wow. So let's get to our segment of the show called Only in a Pandemic. <laughs> so do you have any stories that would only happen in a pandemic? Yeah. So um, this week I had the... <laughs> What's said honor? Okay, that's a bit much. Um, it was awesome that I got to see my partner this week. Yay. <laughs> my honor. Yeah, right. Your honor. <laughs> Make sure he listens to that. Keep that in oh, there. Don't no. that <laughs> Like I mentioned, it was a, a there was a ultimate lows. Let's just say ultimate lows. Um, and so uh, it was a, a positive thing. Um, Good. Well, it's yeah. always a positive thing. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, only in a pandemic do you entertain the prospect of picking up food to go, but choose to cook instead. And <laughs> for us, that's a big damn deal. Because someone, not me, will decide <laughs> <laughs> to eat out 11 times out of 10. Whereas I typically will be like, eh, I could take it or leave it. But if I cook it, I can make it exactly like I want it. Unless it's somewhere that has like specifically great seasoning or something. Um, And so I mentioned, yo, why don't we go pick up some Taco Bell? It's been a really rough week and I don't want to cook and everything sucks. (laughs) Why don't we get some? And instead he was like, yo, let's make our own tacos. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Like, my jaw was on the floor. I think his jaw might have been on the floor. Everybody's jaw was on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) But it was awesome. I mean, we made tacos at home. It's not the first time I've done it, but it's the first time he did it, maybe. And uh, it was delicious. These tacos were banging. I mean, we shoved everything in these tacos. And so, yeah, I uh, um, I was taken aback by that turn of events. And so here's to cooking at home as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What's your only in a pandemic story? I don't have much, um, but I will mention it's been nice and sunny out here in Colorado once again. Ooh, nice. So this is more only, in, only met in a pandemic being in quarantine would still get a sunburn what (laughs) (laughs) how i took a walk for 40 minutes and it's not a bad one but you can see i got uh oh yeah a little bit of redneck going on there whoa matt so i need to start sunblocking up just to take a walk Yes, yes, you do. You should have been doing that anyway. You live in Colorado. I had to wear sunblock every time I went outside. The sun is a mile closer to your skin, damn it. (laughs) I I didn't think it was time yet. And also, I'm like, it's only 40 minutes. It'll be okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. (laughs) Only me in quarantine can still get a sunburn. That's hardcore, Matt. I'm proud of you for going going hard, going all the way. (laughs) 
So let's go ahead and end our show with our hermit level. So on the Leonardo DiCaprio scale of a, a full 10 hermit being Howard Hughes and a one being the Wolf of Wall Street, where have you been this week? Um, I'd say a 7.5 or 8. I mean, like really jumped up there in the numbers, uh, and I'm not mad about it. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> what about you? Um, probably right around the same. I'd say, yeah, six or seven. Although I feel like I've done stuff with people, but I also feel like just hermiting. Like we had a fam, another family zoom party with everybody for a birthday and we all did shots over zoom. Um, But but like the band not coming over, I think, uh, you know, got to me a little bit. Yeah. And that's understandable. um, But I've been talking with my parents because they know i was being honest with them and telling them you know i got exposed and so they've been talking to me a lot mostly like what's your temperature right now (laughs) (laughs) i know it's because they care so it's fine um but that also does mean i can't go to uh mother's day because we actually were going to get together on mother's day but we decided to play it safe because um it's he yeah it's too dangerous so and you just don't know you could be shedding viruses right now little tiny robots yep (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that's i I, like i feel like i maybe talk to people but also just feel very hermity this week that's fair yeah it comes and goes in waves so uh, where can people find us on the interwebs you can find us at goth and sloth uh on instagram and twitter and i hope you do and engage with us and say things at us which will force us to communicate with the outside world which is a good thing (laughs) (laughs) and what about if people want to talk directly to luna and be like hey luna what's up oh you can find me at uh l-u-n-a underscore m-i-n-u-i-t luna minui on twitter and instagram and uh i have not really been on there much so hopefully i will be on there a little bit more this week (laughs) 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 what about you matt where can people find you you can get me on twitter at wizard underscore matt where i'm very active and less active on the instagrams of wizard cosplay but i've actually been trying to post a bit more on there and throw up some stuff i threw up some pictures today actually um, and you can al- <laughs> and you can also get me uh, on my uh, YouTube channel at uh, Matt the Feral Wizard, and uh, yeah, feel free to to hit me up and chat. Yeah. Oh, and we're on YouTube too, so you can search for us, uh, the Goth and the Sloth podcast on YouTube. Yeah, give us a thumbs up, and if you're on the uh, I- iTunes app, go ahead and uh, give us a rating. It'd be oh, really yeah. awesome and helpful. That would be super awesome. Please, even if you're like, I never want to do this again, just do it for us. (laughs) And then don't do it for (laughs) anyone else. It's fine. (laughs) We'll forgive you. (laughs) But yeah, that really helps us reach more people um, and kind of widen our audience and such. So if you could give us a follow, download, like, wherever you listen, especially Apple Podcasts would be great. but yeah, that would be really awesome, and we'd love you forever. Of course. 
So thank you for joining us on another episode of The Goth and the Sloth. We'll talk to you guys later. Yeah, wash your hands, people. And stay home. <laughs>